Warning, this podcast may contain explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Noisemaker Podcast, where we interview bands that you may have never found anywhere else. We are your number one spot for discovering all new music. Get to know artists, understand what drives them, and hear from some of their top tracks. Join me, your host, Rocky Ferenberg, as we give rise to the underground world of music and set out to do what so many others have failed to, be a staple for the independent musician. Now... Let's make some noise. this is your first time joining us welcome if you're returning then thank you if you like what we're doing here please like subscribe and rate us with a five-star review we are on all your favorite streaming platforms like itunes stitcher google play spotify or wherever you get your podcasts don't forget to follow us on facebook and twitter at noisemaker pod 
This is the Noisemaker Podcast, where we help you with that horrible problem that we all face, where to find new and original music. On the line with me is Michelle McCammond. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing great. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Uh, yeah, like I was telling you before we got started here, uh, it's it was a crazy day. It's a day off for me and, uh, you know, decided to spend the morning with my wife while the kids are at school and we're watching, uh, actually, I won't, uh, I won't uh, say how we were watching it, but we were watching uh, the new Avengers movie. I, I was watching it here at the house and uh, was certainly uh, got into the movie and then grandparents came over and stuff and pretty soon... We realized that you know I got multiple podcasts to do today and dance for the kids and band rehearsal and stuff. So uh, had to had to kind of get on get on the day. So I mean, uh, glad that you had a, had a little extra time and and we were able to still swing it, even though I came in about forty minutes late here. Oh, I'm just happy to have the opportunity. Thank you very much. No problem. So let's kind of jump in here. Um, Typically, the first question that I, I usually ask people revolves around the band and other people playing in the band. Um, however, you are a solo artist, so do you actually have a band that you play with or, or a band that you record with, or is it mainly just you for your stuff? Um, actually, I hire out. So, like, I have um, musicians that I bring in, studio musicians who come in, and I have a lot of favorites, and they're really wonderful, and I'm blessed to have them. And um, so that's how we actually, you know, I bring a song and go, hey, you guys, and this is what we're going to do. And they've all been kind enough to jump on board. I have other um, co-writers, co-producers, Randy Amata, Jimmy Hill, um, you know, just to name a few, um, who jump on board and help me out with stuff when I have big projects. So I really do like giving, like I said, credit where credit's due. Um, so who are some, you said you had some of the favorites that you like to bring into the studio and record with. So who are, who are those who are those musicians? Let's kind of give them credit for their what they do. Oh, sure, thank you. Um, Milada Bud, he's a guitar player and he's also a teacher at Gonzaga University. He's amazing. He helps me with arrangements a lot. I bring him tons of music and have for years now. And I also have Luke Yates. He's a singer-songwriter. He plays about every instrument there is that you can put in front of him. He'll figure it out. <laughs> He's a really super talented, great singer. I did. I think you have a couple of songs that I wrote with him. He's amazing. Um, I also have Christy Lee. Um, she's a singer, and she comes in and does a lot of stuff for me. Um, we work out stuff together as far as like arrangements and stuff as well. So. And then I have like Sean Springer. He does a ton of stuff for video with me and, you know, concepts. Um, great, great producers like Sharon Kramer. If you haven't looked this woman up, she is phenomenal. She is an award-winning writer. Um, she actually is directing now and producing now. And she is nice. She's up and coming. You're going to be astounded by her talent. <laughs> <laughs> so I had seen that you um, graduated from Eastern Washington University, is that it? I did go to Eastern. I did not finish graduation, oh. unfortunately. I got very ill, but I did go there for almost four years and um, credit them to so much of the wonderful things that have happened in my life and the people that I have met and how I've developed as a writer, producer, et cetera. I, I actually just graduated from, uh, I actually just got back from uh, uh WSU's graduation um, this year. So I just uh, graduated from Washington State University, so I was just up there. Uh, but I didn't study music, but I'm going to venture out to guess that you were studying music while you were there. 
Yes, I did. I, I actually did. I did music theory. I have a minor in music and, you know, radio, television. Um, I just am very grateful because a lot of the people that I met, I, I still have the opportunity to see them here and there. It's kind of exciting. Um, you know, as, as your life goes on, you meet new people, but it was an amazing opportunity. I'm so grateful. So, I mean, even though you didn't necessarily finish out the, the degree program, you, certainly you there was benefits from attending college, mainly for networking and, and whatnot. Sure, and for learning how to write with different people and producers and going to different studios and just, you know, learning how to finish projects, et cetera. You, you never hurt yourself by learning. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so the song we heard at the top of the show was called Diesel Truck. You kind of want to give us a, a little bit of backstory on what that song's about? Sure. Um, I am really that girl. It drives <laughs> a big diesel truck. I wear cowboy boots. I ride horses every day. Um, jeans and spurs, you know, boots and trainers nice. and trucks. I, I am that girl. I grew up on a ranch, and I ride horses every day, which I feel so incredibly left to do and um i was born basically riding horses and writing music in my head when i was even little and that is who i am <laughs> so um when i first started writing the song i was like oh my gosh that is so me and the string <laughs> of horses in my barn that is me as well <laughs> well it, it, so it's kind of like a like a miniature uh, autobiography or, or autobiographical kind of song yeah, it's kind of a fun little tune, you know, yeah. I like it. But there's a million girls out there that are all about, you know, tracks and med, and they're, you know, they know who they are, and they know what they like, and there is nothing wrong with that. No, not a damn thing. Cool, cool, cool. So the, the song we're about ready to hear is called Scarlet Red. You kind of want to do the same thing with that one? Sure. Would you like me to tell you more about that one? Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Scarlet Red. Scarlet Red. Scarlet Red was based off of a book um, called The Execution by a lady named Karen Kramer with a C. The book itself sold over half a million downloads all on its own. She oh, is wow. not with a publisher. And she, I heard I met through Horses, of course, and one of our friends was getting married. She said, I'm an author. And I said, oh, that's so cool. And so I read the book and was amazed by the book. There is a section in that book where... Um, I don't want to give it all away because I really would love you to read it, but um, Giada loses the love of his life, and Giada is a priest, and he loses the love of his life, and he no longer sees color. From the minute oh, wow. he dies, he only sees the color red. I think I've, so I that, think I've heard of this book before. I honestly do. Oh, I think somebody else was telling me about this. It is a phenomenal story. Um, Sharon Kramer, Deborah Doonan, and I also wrote a screenplay off of it, and um, <laughs> it won in Bollywood. Nice. So we're award-winning screenplay writers as well. Um, Scarlet Red was submitted for a Grammy. Um, of course, we didn't get that, but it was such an honor to even have that happen. It was just like, wow, thank you. And... Um, Anyway, so first time in my whole life, I actually read it. I, I just read a book and wrote songs off of the book. And um, that was a real challenge. And, and But it seemed so easy because Scarlet Red actually wrote itself. I wrote God's Fallen Angels first, which Luke Yates actually sang for us. And um, But Scarlet Red wrote itself. I mean, 
I don't even think I have 20 minutes worth of writing time into it. Because <laughs> it uh, always sounds. Yeah, Sherry came into the studio and overheard some of the song, and she's like, "Hey, what is that?" And I go, "Well, you know, you don't if you don't like the song, I understand, but this is what it goes like." And I kind of sing it to her, and she's like, oh, "I love it." So <laughs> that's how Scarlet Red ended up. And there's a wine by Thompson. They also have a wine now called Scarlet Red. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It'd be oh, cool yeah. to have a. It'd be cool to have some kind of sort of drink or. Um, uh, one of the things that I thought was really cool is a radio DJ around here. He paired up with a, uh, he's pretty popular in our area and he teamed up with a local business and, um, they have an off menu burger. His name is Dr. Nick Redbone and they have an off menu burger called the Redbone. And it's this huge burger with like sriracha cream cheese and stuff. Not exactly the same thing, but it would be, but it's really cool. Like to have something like that named after you or something you've done. It was amazing. I was just honored, and and of course, if you guys have the opportunity to read the book, please do because you're going to be amazed. This woman is quite the writer, and obviously, I feel blessed to have her in my life. And for that's how Scarlet Red showed up. (laughs) We can probably uh, put a link in the show notes and stuff. We can get that afterwards and probably put that down there. So. Thank you. That'd be awesome. (laughs) No problem. So this is going to be Michelle McCammon, Scarlet Red. Bittersweet. Memories hold me hostage while I sleep. Colors bleed, silence screams. Don't go, don't go, please don't leave me alone without your love. What's done is dead, forever gone And there's no way back I can't wash my sins The whole world is twisted in
So the next kind of section here, you got a lot of stuff. We were just chatting off air a little bit about uh, writing. Um, and so, I mean, you've done a lot of writing here. Uh, I've just found out before we got started that you've written for films. You mentioned before that you wrote a screenplay. Uh, you write a lot for other singers and, you know, of course, write for yourself. I'm pretty sure that there's other things that you're writing for too. But um, can you kind of just – I know that's a lot of stuff to cover at one time. But can you kind of tell us about all this different writing you do? Sure. Um, where would you like to start? Would you like to start with co-writing or? <laughs> no, just just go ahead. Just go ahead and take it. Whatever uh, whatever you think is is the most interesting, most compelling. Just or whatever, or a story or two about about writing something that you think is uh, that you'd like other people to know about about you and about your writing that you do. Well, a lot of times it's a it's a challenge when you get together with other people and do a co-write session with somebody or write for someone else. There's been times when I've had um, people come up and say, hey, I need you to write a song, um, and it needs to be about something, um, like uh, Ariel Winter called me and said, hey, look, you know, I need, I want to write a vampire song, and I said, a vampire song? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. Ariel Winter's on the show Modern Family, if you guys don't know who she is. She's an amazing artist herself, and a very talented young lady. Um, she plays Alex Dempy on the show, if you don't know who she is. Um, so we wrote a song called Banished, and it was my very first vampire song in my whole <laughs> life. And it was so fun. If you get a chance to look look for it, it's on iTunes as well. Um, so that was a real challenge. Um, some other stuff that happens, you know, like, hey, read the screenplay and write write a, a lead song. You know, yeah, that's been yeah. a challenge. And really, really fun. And it, it, it it's something that changes you as a writer. So I would suggest to anybody, you know, read something and try to write something about it. Um, Get together with other people and co-write, throw out ideas and, you know, kind of try to come up with a song based on that. Um, I I normally come in with like a lot of verse choruses and stuff like and melodies in my head, but it's not like you can just do it out of the air. I like to have stuff to bring and go, hey, try this out or, hey, what do you guys want to write off the idea of like the song uh, um, with Luke Gates, um, Bring on the Storm. That one's about a woman and, you know, a strong woman. And uh, he likes it. You know, he likes that she's super strong and he likes who she is. And and I love that. I mean, it took us a little while to write it, you know, but I mean, by the time we got done, I was really happy with it. So you have to have like, you know, something that you guys can agree on. So whenever you're writing, you were mentioned writing for film or people are saying, hey, read the screenplay, uh, you know, compose a song, a theme song or, or a song, you know, that kind of encompasses this idea that we can use. So are, are you talking about more or less like writing like like an actual song that, you know, like might be on like the pop charts that people use in a movie? Or are you talking about actually more scoring a film? Um, I'm, I'm better at writing songs. However, we can do the scoring if we need to, but I always need help for that. And um, for other people, like Randy Mott is a great person for that one. I mean, he's really super talented. 
um, Davy Nathan's super talented like that. And if you don't know who Davy Nathan is, please look him up. Randy Amata, he's phenomenal, and I, I just love working with him. And he always he understands, um, really can hear what I'm hearing, and we can you know get the whole project put together. I think that's another thing about people that you work with is that we're like-minded and understand each other. And the longer you work with people, usually the easier it is. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot different. I've worked with people that I've written really well with, and I've worked with people that really I haven't really written as well with. And um, I mean, obviously, there's a big difference between the two. But I mean, just to you know, just double down on that, it, it is very very different between when when you really flow and really click with someone, and when maybe it's writing styles or ideas or whatever it is are at odds with one another, or you just can't, you know, kind of get past any type of barrier to flesh anything out. I mean, it, it, the, there is a strong difference there. So it's nice whenever you have people that are on the same page or at least like-minded. Yeah. I, I want to tell you about a song called Rainbow After the Storm. Um, my mom had actually, Actually, do you know who Valerie? If you haven't looked up Valerie Jean, please look her up. She's an amazing story. Um, she sang on a song that I wrote with uh, Bill Burns for the Union Gospel Mission album called Together. And then she um, actually came down with cancer after that. Oh, wow. And a, yeah, a couple years later, she's still ringing the bell and clears <laughs> cancer. Um, and my mom had passed away and she uh, she left me a little money and I came around the corner to my house and I saw this rainbow, which immediately reminded me of my mom. But this song started singing in my head. So I went home, wrote the entire song and uh, brought the song to Milad Abide and him and I ran through the song together and we ended up being co-writers on the song. And then Valerie's wish was to have a song of her own. And uh, we called Valerie in and said, Hey Valerie, would you come try out this song? (laughs) And she said, yes, she came in and tried out this song. And she said, hey, this is a great song. I love it. Who's it for? And, <laughs> you know, with tears in my eyes, I told her it's for you, you know. And <laughs> um, So many people gave up their time and talent. Luke Yates, Milana Fight, Jimmy Hill from Amplified Wax. You know, all those people jumped on board. And Kenny Sager, he's a drummer, percussionist. Um, Everybody jumped on board and donated time and talent to make that project happen. That song actually charted number one over here, Spokane area, in Christian country music, and 22 in Christian country music in Nashville. So one of the one of the things whenever I every time I meet somebody who writes for other people, I've thought about writing for people myself because that's personally where my talent lies the most is an actual more being a lyricist rather than being a a full-blown musician um but i just like i've always had this maybe it's a mental block like if i write a song like there is such a piece of me in that music that i don't know if i could ever like give that away or how i could ever even put a price on it or anything like that so is this is is this anything like that you kind of had to get over or or do you kind of relate to that at all? Or is it just kind of like, you know, no, I don't have a problem. You know, there is a piece of me, but I don't have a problem, you know, giving it to somebody else at the same time. Well, you know, I think that the more you do something, the easier it becomes. 
so, you know, the first time they're kind of like your children and you're kind of like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, I want to have some <laughs> type of control over that. But, um, you know, I think as we go along and do things more, it becomes easier and easier. So for me, I'm writing a song and going, hey, you know, sometimes I just hear somebody else's voice on it too. I'm like, hey, that was not even meant for my voice. That's not something I could sing. So, hey, let's give it to somebody like Valerie who has that huge range or Christy Lee who has that great big range where you can really, you know, showcase a vocal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think as the more you do it, and I bet you're just really awesome at this. I can't wait to hear all the awesome things you're writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, I'll definitely share some of the share some of the stuff with you. But uh, uh, as far as the songs that you've written, uh, we'll have the song here. You kind of mentioned it a little bit before, and so it, at this point, you can talk a little bit more about it. Or um, if there's anything else you want to say about it, go ahead. But this next song is uh, was written by you but co-written by luke yates and luke yates is going to be the uh, guy performing it uh but this is uh the next song is called bring on the storm so you want to kind of tell us a little bit about that too yeah i was telling you a little bit about it earlier it's about a woman who's strong and he likes who she is and he's like bring it on i'm not scared of taking on somebody who can she's you know she's good as gold she knows who she is but she she's t- you know she's a tough girl and, you know, that's kind of the way the world is, you know, and so stand up for yourself, be strong in who you are. And he likes that about her, you know, so he's really happy about who she is. Great. Well, this is going to be Luke Yates, co-written by Michelle McCammond, Bring On the Storm. She was born this way. Doesn't change a thing She's fast and she's strong Like the river back home Can be so damn cold Oh, her heart's made of stone Just a sad that she owns Oh, the rattlesnake bites And the venom is slow But it's so beautiful Bring on the storm Down rattlesnake road Bring on the rain Right every Bring on the storm Bring on the storm And true as it gets There's no middle ground It's right or it's wrong And you're loved or hated Oh, her heart's made of gold Just a sight she won't show She wants you to stay But she tells you to go She means yes when she says no Bring on the stone
just a few more minutes here a couple more questions and uh we'll we'll get out of here so um now i i line this question out but i don't know if you're i I, you don't really have a lot of effects on your on your stuff but we every musician is a gearhead to some extent we all love gear even if it's as simple as your capo you know what i mean or or maybe your particular instrument or a specific pedal and so I'm always curious, what's the one piece of gear that you don't think you could make it through a show without? That I can, I'm sorry, say it again. What's the, what's the one piece of gear that you don't think you could make it through a show without? Oh, guitar. (laughs) Guitar? Is there a special guitar that you use for shows or is it just, or, or what makes the guitar so special? I just like how it feels, you know, I like acoustic guitar, I like acoustic, it's, you know, I like the real thing, I like real music, you know, nothing against anything else, because I do a lot of other stuff, but I'm just saying, that's what I personally love, I love piano, but, you know, at some games you can't take it, so guitar is like my, my love. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you would, so technically, if you were uh, not, if you were not playing, but just singing, it would almost, almost feel naked at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I believe you said that you were uh, you're still in Washington. So uh, how's the uh, music scene over there? Is I mean, is it pretty uh, receptive? Is there a lot of different kinds of styles? Does people kind of stay to their own? Does everybody help one another? Is it you know real competitive? Or can I give us a rundown on what that's like over there? Actually, right now, there's been some really great things happening in music in Spokane alone and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And um, a lot of the musicians are getting together and working together to, you know, say, hey, look, I, I appreciate what you do. It might not be what I do. Like, you might be rock, but I still like what you do. And let's all get together and support each other. And so it's been really exciting watching everybody grow. And there's more and more venues out here that are willing to, you know, listen to original music. They're they're really excited about it. And I have to tell you, I, I've just been blown away by that. And also, you know, happy to see people want to know more about original music. It's not just, you know, come in and sing something somebody else wrote. I mean, you know, they like the people that are involved in it and the story behind it. And that's been really exciting. I think that that's a really good point. Um down here too and i think overall um original music is really beginning to kind of surface you know people are not wanting to be uh forced into listening to specific things that you know by the radio they don't want to have the radio just cram the same 40 50 things down their throat 24 hours a day 
And I think whenever people go out to, you know, bars or clubs or when they go out to listen to music, unless they're going to a specific concert for a specific artist, um, I think people are wanting to hear, you know, original material. They're not wanting to hear the same stuff that they're listening to in their car. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's always going to be that place for bar bands, the people that play four four 45-minute sets a night, you know, of covers. But um, I really do think that at least in the bar scene and the club scene, there has been a push towards, you know, bringing in these people that write their own original music. Yeah, it's been really amazing over here. I think uh, I was telling you about Valerie Jean, um, the song Rainbow After the Storm. There's a, and KSPS is putting out a little, you know, thing about country music and the roots of country music. And it starts on May 30th, I believe at seven o'clock. And Valerie Jean from Spokane, Washington, um, is going to be one of the featured art- artists on there. And it talks about, you know, the story behind the song and, you know, how people get started and where they're going with it and where they are today in the journey. And it's really exciting. I mean, but that's like what I was telling you about is like people are getting together and really helping each other and being excited about their music, even if it's not my genre, right? Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, it it does. It's not necessarily specifically about genres. Uh, and and some of the greatest music written has been through tearing down the walls between genres and uh, overlapping different styles and different types of, you know, once again genres. I know that word's getting thrown out a lot, but it really is. You know, this this idea of of combining different things. You know, not just saying, well, I'm rock your rap, your acoustic, your this, and we're all divided up like ice cubes in a tray. You know, we can actually kind of more blend this stuff together and create something new. And, you know, most of the people out there today uh, don't listen to just one specific genre. You know, if you get into anybody's car and you start cycling through their, their presets, more than likely each one of their presets is going to be something a little bit different, you know. Or even if you just cool? look at play, even if you just look at playlists. I mean, one of the biggest things right now that, and the reason why country's kind of gone the, this new wave that most people dislike, is because people have you know a playlist that combines you know Willie Nelson and Lil Wayne or whatnot. You know what I mean? So people are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, people Wait. are, yeah, people are not not necessarily you know staying genre um, loyal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's great. I don't think, you know, you should put yourself in a box. I'm really all about, don't put yourself in the box. Don't put yourself in a box when you're writing, you know, be open-minded. And, you know, you're, I mean, it's going to touch a different emotion. Every sound does, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you've already thrown out quite a few different shout outs and plugs and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, I always still kind of leave an area for people to throw shout outs and, and plug other, other artists or businesses or anything like that. But I also kind of like to leave the area open in case, uh, in case in this time we haven't covered something that you wanted to talk about or something that came to mind. So, um, this area is all yours. Have at it. Oh, well, thank you. I'd like to thank you. Number one for picking up you know, newer artists and being open-minded to, you know, sharing it with everyone. Oh, well, thank really you. Grateful. Yeah, thank you. It was awesome to hear from you. So um, I already told you about Jimmy Hill and Mandy Hill, of course, with Amplified Wax and Luke Gates, Christy Lee, Sean Springer, um, Randy Amato, of course. And I'd like to say thank you to Will Rogers Saddle Company as well. If you guys are into saddles, make sure you go visit <laughs> them. 
of, they've been really supportive of just, you know, everything original. I, mean, I just love what they're doing. And those, those two ladies are amazing. So, um, Annie and Anita, I think you'd really like them. So there's really not a whole lot else to say, but, uh, I just want to say thank you. No problem. And I, I think that, uh, we're on Facebook and stuff, so I think we'll we'll be able to link up and find some more artists and get some more of these people that you're talking about, you know, possibly, you know, on the show as well. Um, it's I'm always looking for more people. There's such a plethora of people out there, but uh, you know, always looking for more. So <clears throat> now, well, I hope hopefully you'd enjoy them as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last song we have here is a song called Shame. So once again, tell us a little bit about Shame. Okay, um, this song, Shame, is about a woman who, she knows better. She knows better, but she, she knows this guy is trouble, and she keeps going back to him no matter <laughs> what. And, and <laughs> you know, the girl that likes the bad boy, that kind yep, of thing. Yeah. And uh, I, have, I, I have a friend who's that way a lot, and she's always telling me the same thing. Why do I do that? And I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea why you do that. But, you know, and then, of course, that song just came to my head. Um, it was kind of fun, and I also co-wrote that song with uh, Milad Abide also, and uh, that was really fun. And Ariel Richardson, she was in on that one too, and a cute little gal. But uh, yeah, the song's really cute. I like it. It's kind of more of a bluesy feel to it. Um, but uh, you guys will like it as much as I do. Great. This is going to be Michelle McCammond. Shame. I know he's trouble. I go there anyway, go there anyway I know he'll be there Where he shouldn't be Oh, my heart's gonna bleed Oh, shame, shame I only got myself, got myself to blame Oh, shame, shame What else did I think?
All right, I hope everyone enjoyed my interview with Michelle McCammond. Uh, and we were kind of talking about this a little bit uh, off the air, but, you know, this lady was just so humble. Uh, it was it was amazing. She was so concerned before uh, on the breaks, and uh, I'm sure still is very concerned with making sure that all these other people that she's worked with get the credit, get their due diligence. And it's really admirable for... Uh, for someone to feel that way, especially in the music scene. I've met a lot of people that are, are similar to uh, Michelle here, but I've also met a lot of people that are really, you know, just really cutthroat. And so it's nice to see these, these types of people out there. Um, however, you know, to play the, on the other side, uh, you know, it's, it's important that we, that if there's an opportunity for us to move ahead, it's important that we don't hold ourselves back and that we, you know, take the opportunities and not feel shameful or like somebody else should deserve them more than us. Uh, you know, if we are offered an opportunity, then, you know, at least I personally believe that we uh, have earned it in some way, shape or form. And we shouldn't, you know, try to lessen ourselves in order to try to, you know, better somebody else. Um, we should be true to ourselves. And so, um, nevertheless, I think that it is, it's very, very, very admirable for people to want to make sure that the other people that they've surrounded themselves with are noticed just as much as well. So, um, very big thank you to Michelle for coming on the show. And, uh, I look forward to working with some of the people that, uh, she's mentioned on the program. So once again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Please like share and subscribe. Give us a five-star review. I've included links to Michelle's music and uh, her pages in the show notes. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NoisemakerPod. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at NoisemakerPod at gmail.com. And until next time, don't stop following your dreams.